Acts chapter 27, we begin our reading at verse 29. Acts 27, beginning with verse 29. that you find there. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under the color as, they, as though they would have cast anchors out of the fourth ship. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Except these abide in the ship you cannot be saved just for a few moments this morning I want to talk from this subject I want to talk about stay on the ship stay on the ship Very early in life, my brothers and I, we learned the story of Noah's Ark. Most of us who were raised in Christian homes heard from our young, young time in life the story of Noah's Ark. It's a beautiful story. But if you ever take time to really think that story through, that really had to be sort of a messy boat. <laughs> think about it. 
really think about it. That, that had to be sort of a messy ride. The Bible says that it had two of every kind of animal on board, along with Noah's family. According to the word of God, the, sh the door was shut and sealed by God himself. So when you really think about it, 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 and think about it, they had to think about how, how long they were on that ship and th think about what was going on on that ship and the fact that uh, animals generally, y'all excuse me one minute, <laughs> ain't enough room up here for all of us. <laughs> Y'all bless the Lord in here. <laughs> as long as they were out there on that ship, animals don't clean up after themselves. So conditions had to be pretty rough on that boat. Had to be pretty, 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 pretty rough. But uh, the, the thing that I want to point out to you is that as rough as things were on the boat, everybody who wasn't on the boat died. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point here. All, 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 everybody, it, it was rough on the boat. It was hard to be there. <laughs> but everybody who was not on the boat died. As messy as it was, if they wanted to live, they had to stay on the ark. They had to stay on. Are y'all hearing this? You will remember from last week that Paul is a prisoner. He's a prisoner who is on a passenger, who is a passenger on a cargo ship. And that ship is heading to Rome. He's on the ship, you remember. He's on the ship because he has been arrested and tried on a charge of bringing Gentiles into the temple. And although he had stood trial, he had stood trial before the Sanhedrin court, he had stood trial before Festus and Felix, he had been before Agrippa, none of them could see any reason to charge him. As a matter of fact, Agrippa said that if he had not appealed his case, before Caesar in Rome, he would have set him free. But as a Roman citizen, he had every right, Paul had every right, and he did appeal to have his case heard before Caesar in Rome. So that was the obvious reason. That's the obvious reason why he is on the ship as a prisoner in the first place. That's the obvious reason why he is on his way to Rome in the first place. That's the obvious reason. But the truth is, this trip had a divine dimension. Paul had a message. He had a gospel message. He had a good news message of Jesus Christ. And that message needed to be heard in Rome. So in spite, in spite of everything else, in spite of all else that was going on, God had Paul on a mission to carry the gospel to Rome. So Paul is placed on this cargo ship. Y'all remember that placed on a cargo ship along with a few other prisoners, and they are heading toward Rome. Yeah. Read these verses carefully, and you'll see that from the very beginning of the trip, they were sailing, listen to this, they were sailing into contrary winds. Are y'all hearing me? Let me share with you what contrary winds. Contrary winds means that I'm going that way. <laughs> and the wind is coming this way. 
Are y'all hearing me? From the very beginning, they are, they are in contrary winds. But on the ship, although they were in contrary winds, they had uh, skilled seamen on the ship. They were skilled in, uh, they were skilled seamen. And, 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 and even though the winds are contrary, if you're a pretty good seaman, there are some things a skilled seaman can do to counter contrary winds. If you can handle the oars just right, and if you know how to set the sails just right, you can keep on going even when the wind is contrary. Are y'all hearing this? Even when the wind is contrary. Let me just throw this in. Many times God sends contrary winds our way. And when God sends contrary winds, he, it's an attempt to turn us around. But so, like these skilled seamen, sometimes even though God is sending contrary winds trying to turn us around, we just make a few adjustments. Y'all didn't hear me. We've learned how to make a few adjustments and keep right on sailing against the wind. It's been a hard trip. It's been a hard trip. They're sailing against the wind, but they've made, and they, they've made a couple of stops along the way, and now they have docked in a familiar place they know is Fairhaven. They've docked for a, for a day or two at this place, a familiar place. They call it Fairhavens, and they were getting ready to leave there and head on to Rome, when, and as they were preparing to leave, Paul, the prisoner, spoke up. Verse 10, Paul, Paul said, he, he tried to warn them. He tried to warn the centurion who was watching him, the God who was watching him. He, he tried to tell him. He tried, tried to tell the crew. He, he, he said to them, look, we're already in contrary winds. And this is a terrible season to be trying to make this trip. He said, you're sailing in the wrong season. Why don't we just stay here? until the season is over. But although Paul is telling them right, who listens to a prisoner? Oh, y'all hear me? They say the owner of the ship is here. The centurion who is guarding you, he is here. Why are we going to listen to a prisoner? Verse 11 says that the centurion didn't listen to Paul, but decided to listen to the owner of the ship and the shipmaster. So in spite of what Paul was trying to tell them, they set sail anyway. But when we come through the text, they find themselves in the middle of a life-threatening storm. <laughs> you got to learn to listen to somebody. <laughs> When we come to the text, they're in the middle of a life-threatening storm. And they've been in this storm now, according to the Word of God. We talked about this last week. They've been in this storm for 14 days and nights. The Bible says that for 14 days, they did not see the sun. They didn't see the moon. They did not see the stars. Now, let me tell you why they put that in there. What you got to understand is, before the compass was invented, the only way shipmen had of knowing where they were was by watching the position of the sun. The only way they had of knowing where they were, they had to know where the moon was and where the North Star was. That was the only way that they knew where they were. But according to the word of God, they hadn't seen the sun, moon, or stars for 14 days. Are y'all hearing me? They hadn't seen any of that for 14. That means, brothers and sisters, that means that they were lost. Not only were they lost, they were confused. <laughs> When I first met, 
I hope it's all right for me to say this. When I first re re met Reverend Elaine Barnes, she used to word used to use the word discombobulated. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. I still ain't quite figured out, but she she'd use the word discombobulated. That that meant that they didn't know where they were. They didn't know whether it was day or night. They didn't know nothing. They were discombobulated. <laughs> and realizing their helpless condition, according to the word of God, what they did, they just took down the sails. And those who were controlling the oars, they just left the oars alone. You see, my brothers and sisters, when you are struggling and your struggling is not making things better, maybe it's time for you to stop struggling and yield. I just said something right there. I just said something right there. Maybe it's time for you to stop struggling and just yield. And that, that was where they were. That was where they are. They have completely lost control of the ship. The ship is drifting in the storm. They have thrown, watch this, they are throwing their cargo overboard. This is a cargo ship. That, that was their whole purpose for being out there was to carry cargo. According to the word of God, they started throwing their cargo overboard trying to lighten up the load. Get it now. This is a cargo ship. The whole purpose for their being out there is to deliver cargo. But they're throwing their cargo overboard. Yeah. May I tell you that the right storm will change your mission? <laughs> May I tell you that the right storm will change not only your mission, it will change your whole purpose. The right storm will cause you to reassess your value system. <laughs> I know I'm right about it. You got some stuff that you thought you couldn't live without. But I wonder if I got a witness in here. The right storm <laughs> will make you take that stuff <laughs> and throw it overboard. Look at them. No food. Everybody damp and cold. They're tossed about on the restless sea in the dark. But verse 20 says all hope of being saved had been taken away. And right when they needed it most, here they are, they are hopeless, they're just drifting out there, they don't even know where they are, but right at the right time, when they needed it most, a voice speaks out. Well, who is it? Who is it? Is it the owner of the ship? He hadn't said anything in a few days. Is it the owner? Is it the prison guard, the centurion? Is it him who finally about to say something? No, it's a prisoner. <laughs> Y'all hearing this? It's a prisoner. The same prisoner that spoke in verse 10 and told them not to leave. But nobody listened. But now, they weren't listening in verse 10, but now after they've been in a storm for some days, <laughs> y'all hear me? Now, now after they've been out there on the sea, jostling around for some days, scared, didn't hear them in verse, 20, in verse 10, but in verse 21, after they've been in a storm for a while, all ears are on the prisoner. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Everybody now wants to hear what the prisoner 
has to say. Watch this. Listen to Paul. Paul says, fellas, last night, while y'all were scrambling around on the ship, while y'all were saying your goodbyes and preparing to die, last night while y'all were doing all of that, that stood by me. <laughs> An angel of God. And listen at him get this evangelism in. Listen at him get his little pointy. He said, an angel of God that I worship. <laughs> the angel of God that I belong to. While y'all were struggling and while y'all were worrying about what was about to happen, I, I, I had a visit from an angel of God. Are y'all hearing me? It's amazing how even in a storm, a child of God will always find a way to give God the glory. Get, get this now. Get this now. Get it now. In the midst of all of this chaos, on, 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 on this ship last night, there stood an angel by me. <laughs> Y'all were planning to die. <laughs> Y'all were getting your last will and testimony together, but an angel was standing by me. We have lost our direction, don't know where we are, but all night <laughs> and all day, the angel been watching over me. And the angel said to me, fellas, the angel said to me, don't be afraid. All right. Don't be afraid, first of all, because you're on a mission. You're on a mission. You got a message that you got to carry to, to, got to, carry to Rome. And so nothing is going to happen to you before your mission is complete. Amen. You got a message to carry to Caesar and ain't nothing going to happen to you before you complete what God has assigned you. I'm telling somebody something here. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen to you until your mission is complete. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Or oh, if you're on the Lord's business, if you're doing the Lord's will, if you're on a mission for the Lord, you stop worrying about what other folk think about it. Stop worrying about what's going on around you. Uh, that mission is going to carry out. But not only that, so I got some good news for y'all. Got some good news for y'all. Good news for the folk around me. He says, there will be, because I'm on the ship, <laughs> there will be no loss of life. That's what the angel told me. <laughs> Nobody's going to die on this ship. There will be no loss. Of, in other words, all of y'all are going to be spared <laughs> just because you're on the ship with me. <laughs> Y'all hear that? Oh, 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 let me just throw this in. Sometimes it ain't because you've been all that good. It's because you're on the right ship. It ain't always because you done done everything right. Don't go around boasting. Sometimes you just happen to be on the ship. Just one of God's children. Says y'all are on the ship with me. Verse 25. So y'all take heart. And this is the major line in the whole scripture. Y'all take heart because I believe God. <laughs> we got any God believers in the house? He said, God sent that message by this angel, and I believe God. I believe he'll do just what he says he will do. But watch this now. Watch this now. A moment ago, they had no hope. But now, they've got a little hope. A while ago, they thought they were doomed. But now, they got a little hope. Uh, just maybe this Paul fella 
who claims to know this God, maybe he's on to something. So now they got a little hope. So they start doing, they, 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 since they, they, they think maybe we're not going to die, they started doing what seamen do. They started doing what they call sounding. That's when they take this rope with a mill on the bottom of it, uh, uh, and, and they start dropping it over the side of the ship. And what they're doing is they let it down to see if it hits bottom. They call that sounding. And they started sounding, and they sent it down, and they hit the bottom. And they realized we're getting close to some land. They sounded one time. It says that they were about 20 phantoms out. And then a little while later, they sounded again, and now they're 15. They realize now that they're getting closer and closer to land. As a matter of fact, they were getting close enough that they, they thought, now we, get, we keep on sounding and we're getting closer to land. So now they're beginning to think, you know what? We get too close to the land, we're going to be driven into the rocks. Yes, sir. So what did they do? They let down some anchors. <laughs> now that they are getting where there's a bottom down there, they let down some anchors to hold the ship steady. But as they got closer and as they were getting close to land, a group of the men on the ship, they came up with this idea. They said, we're getting close now. There's <laughs> some land somewhere around here. They came up with this idea. And what they did, they, they pretended that they were going to cut the lifeboats loose. Yeah, to, to lighten the ship a little bit. Let's lighten it a little more. We'll cut off the lifeboats. But what they really was planning to do was to cut those lifeboats off, and they were going to get on them. <laughs> Are y'all hearing this? Yeah, yeah. They were going to cut loose the lifeboats. They were going to get on them, and they were going to take themselves on to the shore, leave everybody else on the ship. It's amazing. It's amazing how, how many folk will only follow God's plan as long as they're under pressure. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Man, there are some folk that would only God, follow God's plan as long as they're under pressure. But as soon as they see the light, they say, God, I got it from here. <laughs> Y'all hear me? As soon as they see a little light, they abandon God's plan, and then they begin to try to come up with their own little plan. But Paul caught on to what they were doing. He caught on to what they were doing, and he stopped them in their tracks. Paul saw their motives. He saw what they were doing. Paul said to them, except you abide in the ship. <laughs> you cannot be saved. Yeah. I see you getting trying to work your own thing out. I see you trying to do your own thing. But let me just tell you, unless you stay on the ship, yeah. <laughs> if you want to abide in God's promise, you got to be where the promise was made. Are y'all hearing me? You got to stay on the ship. In other words, if you're going to claim God's promise, you've got to stay in God's will. Amen. Stay on the ship. Mm -hmm. And that's my message. That's my message this morning. Stay on the ship. Oh, it might get a little messy sometimes. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Might get a little messy sometimes, but stay on the ship. Sometimes your shipmates can act a little funny. But stay on the ship. Things are looking up. And you think you can make it on your own from here, but don't abandon the ship. You got to stay 
on the ship. I love the way the late Pastor Clay Evans from Chicago, I, I like the way he used to describe that ship. He said, it's a friendship, a kinship, a relationship. It's a fellowship. Get on board. Get on. Get on board as I, as I go to my seat this morning. As I go to my seat, my, my message to everybody in the sound of my voice is simply this. Stay on the ship. Are y'all hearing me? No matter how tough it gets, stay on the ship. Misunderstood sometimes. But stay, yes, on the ship. My message to every child of God is stay on the ship. We don't sing it anymore. But in the old church, the one that brought us, I used to hear those old saints saying, tis the old of Zion. Get on board. Get on board. It has landed many a thousand. Get on board. Get on board. Ain't no danger in the water. Get on board. Get on board. Are y'all hearing me? It will take us all to heaven. Get on board. Get on board. Here's my verse right here. King Jesus is the captain. Get on board. Get on board. You know Jesus, don't you? He's the one who picked up my cross, born in Bethlehem, wrapped yeah, in swaddling clothes, put my cross on his shoulder, never said a mumbling word. Yeah, they hung him high, they stretched him wide, he never said a mumbling word. He died, he died on an old rugged cross. They laid him in a fiery tomb. But I celebrate today because early in the Sunday morning, 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 he got up. With all power, all power in his hand. Yes, yes. Don't know about anybody else, but I love the Lord. He heard my cry and he pitied my every groan. Long as I live and dribble ride, I'll hasten to his throne. Yes, 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 yes. Stay on the ship there. Stay on the ship there. No matter how hard it gets, stay. Stay on. That's my message. That's my message. Stay on the ship. Don't let the devil trick you. Make you think there's something outside of the ship. You, you stay on the ship. Way has already been made. Made a way on Calvary. Got it from the grave. That we might remain safe on this ship. We don't sing like this too much anymore, but 
y'all who are my age and older, and if there's some, just join in with me. Tis the old ship of Zion. Tis the step is to get on the ship. I got to get on it. got to get on it before you can be saved on it. And right now, I want to give you the opportunity 
if you're not already on board, I want to give you the opportunity to get on board. I want to give you the opportunity, if you are unsaved today, I, I want to give you an opportunity to get on board. If you're already saved and you, you don't have a church covering, you need a, you need a church family. You need to be a part of the family of God. And if that's you, you, you need to be moving th this morning. Deacon, y'all come, y'all help me out here. Yeah, you, you need to, if you need a church home, you ought to move today. You ought to come today. If you're unsaved, you need to be saved today. You need to accept him as Lord and Savior of your life. You ought to be moving. You ought to come right now. you as a part of this family. We love to have you on this ship. And if you're here, now is your opportunity. Now is your opportunity to come. Now is your opportunity to become a part of the body of Christ. If you're here, somebody ought to be moving. Ship on Zion.
a relationship with others, you can also come. Hello and hello and everybody, everybody who has a relationship with the Lord Jesus, just bow your head and pray for those who may not know who he is. The reason we preach is so that the message will go into the heart of an individual and they will come to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. Coming to believe Jesus Christ and Lord, you give yourself to Him and you have an eternal relationship with God, oh, yes. which will give you fellowship for the remainder of your life and the one that is to come. Come on, somebody, come on. Yeah, yeah, you, got, yes. you got the people who are already on the ship praying for you. If you don't feel yeah, like yeah, you can yeah, walk, yeah, yes. raise your hand and we'll come and get you. That'll know that you're not all by right, yourself. All right, all right, all right. something that a lot of us can't do. He letting us know that I've got some issues. 
that I need to work out. They ain't mess with my salvation. I'm just trying to get better for him. Amen. All right. Thank now. you for rededicating your life. Somebody give God praise. Amen. 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 Amen, amen. Oh, yeah. Truth be told, we all trying to get it right. So, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Give God praise for those that have come. Amen. 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 This is family, y'all. We thank God for the Lyle's parents. We thank God for these grandparents who have taught the children well. The Bible declares if you train them up in the way that they should go, they will not depart from it. I thank God. For training parents. Amen. We're going to have our new membership. Our pastor, Amen. Assimilation is here. Pastor Garland, you want to go with him? Amen. On the ocean, and it's moving this way.
word for today devotionals are here and so they will be uh, stationed um, in the front of the building uh, actually on this side I, I see them stationed but if you need them the word of the day devotionals are here and you can have those devotionals starting today in this next quarter um, today is a wonderful day in the life of our church we are going to have a celebration across the street at Heritage Hall and want to ask everybody, wherever you may have uh, come through, that you will move expeditiously after the benediction to get over to Heritage, Heritage Hall for the ribbon-cutting rib services uh, of the Heritage Hall. Uh, Reverend Japaris Key is coming uh, in this moment about that in particular. Amen. Salem. Amen. Praise amen. the Lord Salem. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is a momentous day amen, amen. in the life of our church. Amen. As Pastor Jason has said, in a few minutes we will celebrate a rededication amen. of Heritage Hall that will kick off a series of public events this year, leading to our culminating grand opening celebration during our 189th church anniversary month in october let's give god praise for that Amen. over the past year the heritage hall committee many of whom are already over at heritage hall now i would have asked them to stand um, that are comprised of our members have met to develop plans to turn this space on land once home to members who were sharecroppers on the carol plantation into what is envisioned to become a regional history museum Amen. we will no longer right. simply have pictures hung on the walls but a museum quality narrative mm -hmm. which will situate the rich history of Salem into the larger American story as one consultant has shared with us we have 15 years worth of research and materials already at our disposal we are blessed with archival materials that will soon be available for members of our church, the community at large, and for researchers to see and explore in the years to come. We have taken our time to do the project correctly with volunteer efforts from our members, consultants from New South Associates of Stone Mountain, Georgia Gwinnett College, the Atlanta History Center, and yes, even members of the Carroll family. Oh, yes. It is important that we get this story right. For in a society where white supremacy is moving in mm -hmm. on its next tactic of policing and attempting to silence the teaching of African American history, moving to ban books by and about black people, and the truth of our nation's past and unfortunately our present. We are going to get this right. Amen. As Frederick Douglass Amen. said, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Yeah, yeah. So for our children and their children's children, we will have a space that will tell the story of how we've overcome yeah. and yeah. how we continue to overcome. For when it's all said and done, our song will be, we've come this far by faith. All right now. Leaning on the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trusting in God's holy word. For God has never failed us yeah, yet. So yeah, we yeah. do ask that you join us immediately following this service. All right, all right. Fellowship and to preview the space that will become the Heritage Hall Museum. God bless you. Amen, amen. We look forward to seeing everybody. And we look forward to seeing everybody over on the other side. It is so important that we do this. It is so important that we do this. If we don't do something to preserve our own history, how dare us blame other folk for not caring about our history? We can care about our own history. We're in a new day. We're in a new day. And I, I thank God that here in this place, we appreciate what God has done. Amen. We have with us today uh, somebody from the library board. We just bless God for you. Thank you so much. Happy to have you here in the sanctuary. Amen. She's from the library board. 
there are those there are those who desire to be a part of a movement of truth that's all it is and that's what we want to make sure they're here on these grounds uh, it's amazing how now they've come up with this word woke uh, they loved us they, they really loved us when we were dreaming because we were asleep but but now that we wake up and start doing something about what we've been dreaming about that it ain't so cool but we thank god we look forward to seeing everybody on the other side which bailey are you i know you're a bailey which one which one Cliff, Clifford, I knew it was one. I knew you were one of them. Third, Clifford the third, Amen. As a part of the history, right there, we just bless God for it from Chicago, right? Ah, bless the Lord, Amen, Amen. And if you will stand to your feet, God be with you. Thank you. God, God be with you, may God, may he be with you, may God be with you, until we to keep us from stumbling to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and authority and may it be both now henceforth and forevermore and the people of God say There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.